Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about all the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And welcome to Who's There? Who Weekly Sticker Edition. The celebration of the stickers! The stickers are in the App Store. Sorry, it's iOS only. I don't even know if Android has stickers. They don't. If you don't have iOS, like, you're out of luck. But if you do have iOS, you are in so much luck because the stickers are so much fun. We're having such a good time. Um, And they are $1.99, but here's the thing. We will update them all the time. All the time. And if you ever have an idea for a sticker, just tweet at us or email us or leave it in a voicemail. And we will try to update them at least in the first few months, like pretty regularly. Don't make promises you can't keep. We'll just be good about keeping them fresh and keeping you with plenty of shade-inducing stickers to use in your text messages against your family and friends. And the only way, like, for the time being, like, I'm very into making them and it's really fun. (laughs) But the only thing that's going to maintain that momentum or help me maintain that momentum is if our listeners remind us like hey you need more stickers how about this i love that the you know? threat of you like not updating the stickers is our listeners not being passionate enough about bothering you to do so it's- i'm sorry <laughs> is there a problem with that <laughs> well here's the thing bobby is also going to be working on hopefully now if i say it he has to do it um a merch line which we <gasps> are going to hopefully have for the holiday season Merch. We love merch. Some merch <gasps> for you guys to pens celebrate your hoodum. Okay, I don't know if we're going to have pens. Who wants a fucking pen? Pins. Oh, okay. Yeah, pins. I thought you said pen. Well, I don't know what I said, but pins are very hot right now. Shirts, hats, whatever. Stuff that you can buy your friends um, and stuff you can buy yourself. And so <laughs> hopefully... Stuff you can buy your enemies. <laughs> hopefully we can get that together for you. Now that we've said it, I guess we're doing it. Yeah. Now that we've said it, we're going to get called out if we don't do it. Woo! You will drive us. They want to know. Hey! So I guess we can start the episode, but as usual, we're going to start with some comments, first of which is not a call. It's just a comment we should mention on our own, Um, something that was brought up to us in our Facebook, um, on our Facebook page. When we were ranking the Sharks last week, we completely forgot Kevin O'Leary. We completely forgot Mr. Wonderful. Shout out to the person on Facebook who left a message on our wall being like, you guys forgot like one of the main shark tank people which is right he is one of the main one he's like number three or at least number two probably i was thinking about it i mean in terms of in terms of his ranking on the show yes i would put him at two or three but who dumb to then them dumb i would put him below everyone else wait what do you mean wait what whenever we ranked them to who oh like he's not known outside the show yeah i would argue he kind of is because he only if you watch shark tank right but but like the mr wonderful thing is kind of the only catchy like name on that show he has a nickname that's catchy but our our bottom two were um damon and barbara we know what damon is responsible for fubu we know what barbara is responsible for cork and real real estate what the hell is mr (laughs) wonderful's company i have no idea but i know that he always brings up weddings he's always like my wedding empire 
He's like, my cupcake. I have the cupcake My cupcakes, business. my invites. He's really into his like wedding. I don't know. And he I was loves watching, wine. Yeah, I was watching that earlier and it's, that show is fantastic. Anyway, sorry, Kevin O'Leary. I know you're a listener. Um, I'm sorry we didn't. I'm sorry we didn't bring you up. I'm a dream come true for you. You're obviously also humble. Exactly. That's why they call me Mr. Wonderful. Uh, and then the next comment is an actual call. Hi, Who Weekly. I'm calling you from the teen fiction section of Barnes and Noble in order to read you the cover flap of Bella Thorne's book because it's amazing and i think you should hear it senior year is here and everyone has a plan except autumn falls so many crazy important decisions lie ahead and she's scared to make the wrong one so when she receives a magical locket that enables her to travel through time exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point autumn hopes that she can connect she can correct all her past mistakes with her friends with boys and maybe even prevent her dad from dying but the locket doesn't work that way. Instead, Autumn discovers that she's only able to visit the future, and she doesn't like what she sees. Autumn can change her destiny, but what does she really want? Anyway, I think that is very good form by Bella Thorne, and I hope you're having a great week. Bye. I just loved how that spiraled out of control. Did we know that it was about time travel? I don't think I did. That's what I was going to say. I thought it was just sort of a generic... Um, yeah, I thought it was more biographical, but apparently right. in Bella Thorne's life, she goes back in time to stop her dad from dying. I love that it's like, Autumn Falls gets a locket that'll help her fix her friendships and like help her relationships and, with boys and, and like, prevent her dad Like, what from else will dying? she do? Like, save JFK and like, stop Hitler? Like, what are the other things that Autumn will do with this magical locket? Right. Um, our friend, um, a friend of ours, other Lindsay, um, Lindsay A.Y., uh, after, because after that movie Age of Adeline came out last year, where Blake Lively is immortal and fantastic she can do whatever, fantastic movie, fantastic movie. I was kind of like raving about it, very half seriously, but also a hundred percent seriously. Yeah, well, you with were serious. a lot of my friends, and I was like, I really like this movie. It was better than I thought. Wow, wow, wow. Age of Adeline, Blake Lively, hooray! So our friend <laughs> Lindsay went and saw it, and she hated it. And I was upset until hearing her comment, which I loved. She was like, I just found what Adeline did was so irresponsible and selfish. um, Because if you are immortal, you should stop bad things from happening. You should like help people. All she did was learn languages and like figure out how to read Braille. Like if you're immortal, (laughs) you should save the world. It's true. It's true. She really didn't do much for humanity. She literally only did stuff for herself. She learned Braille. Um, if Autumn Falls gets a magical locket, she should stop things from happening. No, but she has to stop her dad from dying and fix her friendships. Autumn Falls is about a girl named Autumn who moves to Miami when her father passes away and he leaves her journal to write in until high school. Uh, it was really good. What she doesn't realize is the journal, when she writes in it, things come to light. But since she's dyslexic, they come to life a little bit wonky, mostly backfiring on her throughout the series. So what did you think of Bella? Was she really cool? Yeah. And I really don't want to knock Bella Thorne for writing a book because I've never written a book and it seems pretty impressive that she's written like three books. Hi, I just wanted you to know that I work on the same lot as Dancing with the Stars and as I was driving into work on Monday, I had the Rita Ora theme song going and I was driving by all their trailers and I made sure to roll down my windows and I turned up 
the Rita Ora theme song really loudly. So <laughs> this one cuts off mid call, but I still loved it's it. It's good. God bless you, listener. I mean, there is a chance, Lindsay, that uh, who that Julian Huff heard the Rita Ora theme song. There's a chance. That's like too many layers of who's about like knowing about who like that type of stuff. There's too many layers there. I don't like it. Anyway, I love it. First real call now. Hi guys, Lucy from Australia here. Love your show. I've only just started listening, so I'm not sure if you've talked about Jonathan Sheban before. Um, Kim K's best BFF. Um, his face scares me and all he posts about on Instagram is weird desserts. I'd also like to know about his The Dish. Yeah, please help. Thanks. Bye. Appreciate the call from across the globe. This is important. I feel like we need to address this. We have spoken about Jonathan Cheban. Cheban. Oh, Cheban. Several times. Cheban. We figured out how to pronounce his name, which I forgot again. Cheban? Cheban. Cheban. Okay. We've spoken about him several times, but he did come up in the news and somehow the like cycle of caring about him started anew, which I don't quite understand, but I think it all began when he got a tattoo that says food God on his body. Did Mm -hmm. you remember when that happened a few weeks ago? Yep. Because apparently, and this has like happened more recently than we talked about him last, which I don't even know how he did this so quickly, but apparently he's like now famous for eating food. Like he's, he feeds food. Right. He, he Snapchats co- it? He doesn't cook it. He doesn't have particularly enlightening commentary about the food either. He just eats it and takes terrible photos of it. So everyone's been like, oh, uh, you're the food god. You love to eat food. Which is like, what? Okay, fine. But I thought we were making fun of people for posting bad photos of their food on Instagram and Snapchat. I guess Jonathan Chebin is uh, exempt from that. But he got a – he got, out of this, he got a GQ profile – about his life as food god recently he was in a billboard piece about with kim kardashian yes right um Mm -hmm. and there's a part where uh kim mixes pepsi and coke together or something diet coke and diet pepsi Diet Coke. that's better diet coke and diet pepsi together and chebin's mind is blown nobody has done that before he says solemnly i would have never thought of that well, I oh, mean, God. this, this, that piece really sort of is a really great reminder of how, how small of a bubble a lot of these celebrities live in, where it's like, they literally cannot see beyond their very small circle of friends, where Jonathan Chebin finds it incomprehensible to us to like, to like believe that someone else could have mixed Diet Coke and Diet Pepsi on this planet of billions of people. He thinks that Kim is literally the first person who's ever done that. Truly a dumb person, sorry, and and no, and really problematic in terms of how I see Kim. I see I put Kim yes. on a pedestal like many of us do. I think she's great. Uh and I think he's trash and I just don't understand why they hang out. And I actually kind of suspect by watching the show, I don't think that anyone else really understands why they hang out. I no. don't I think her family members, her family doesn't like especially it. Chloe, which you've seen in past episodes, has been like, why do you let this guy hang around you at this point in your yeah. life? And I don't know, maybe he has a very, very um, deep secret of hers. Maybe he has blackmail on her. I think mm-hmm. maybe he knows well, something about her that we don't, that he was he would release. 
I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to go ahead and chalk it up to what I presume to be um, one of the reasons for a lot of celebrity friendships or that level of celebrity friendships. Not blackmail. It's just that she's known him for so long. And I bet it's really hard for people that famous to make new friends. So it's sort of like the people you've got are the ones you keep because how is she going to trust anyone else? Like, it's like why Chloe remains friends with um, the Hawk sisters because they've been tight with her since before she was super famous. And like, why risk people who are going to be shady? No, I mean, that's true. You're right. Like maybe Kim is just like, I'm a good friend. And she does have other longstanding friends. Actually, a caller a while ago that we never answered called about Kim's friend, Allison, who is like even more basic than Lala. Like this girl is could just be some girl you knew in high school and it's mm-hmm. Kim's best friend of all time. It's just this normal looking woman who she's friends with. And she always yeah. comes up every year when Kim has a birthday. Allison's at the birthday party There's alongside Allison. all of the people that look like crazy people. But Allison yeah. looks like she, you know, works at Geico or something. Um, I really loved uh there was a cause you know Kim, we don't have to go into it because this is not who weekly material, but you know Kim was robbed in Paris in this like very brutal um robbery earlier this week uh jonathan chebin finally had a comment on it oh god and someone checked in with him and all he said was she's not so good part of that made me think part of that made me think either they haven't spoken much or kim didn't tell him much you know like he's pretending like he knows more than he actually does is the way that i read that statement i don't know that almost feels honest because if he was pretending he would go over he would go out of his way to say lots of things about how she was, as opposed to just she's not good. I mean, I could I could see it go either way, actually. But yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, honestly, if Jonathan Chebin was there, they'd both be dead. He would have killed them both. <laughs> Sorry, like he would, have, he would have ruined that for everyone. I mean, he would have really made the burglars angry. Like the burglars could have been completely nonviolent and been carrying you know, blanks, and they would have found a way They're to... They're just like, oh, this guy, get rid of this guy. We cannot <laughs> with this guy. Um, anyways. <laughs> Are we, should we, <laughs> is that rude to, like, sort no. of assume that Jonathan Chevin was going to get killed by Come on. robbers? This is fan fiction. Clearly nothing happened with Jonathan <laughs> Chevin. The fi- whatever happened to Kim was awful. She'll be fine. Jonathan Chevin wasn't there to save her, but I really do think that if he was there, things would have turned out very differently. <laughs> God. Jonathan and I click, we vibe. He doesn't need to like entertain me all day. He sits so in the stop. corner and juggles until you laugh. Like, stop. Um, okay, next call. Hi, you weekly. Um, I was at Elsie Fest last night, which let's face it, is a musical theater music festival created by Darren Crist, so everyone there was a who. But um, there was a band who performed called Rebel in a Basket Case um, that I was very confused by because I had never heard of them and I had heard of most of the other Broadway Who's. And then my friend and I Googled them and it turns out that they're, it's Evan Rachel Wood. And I sort of thought she was with them, but I'm not sure. So I guess my question is two-part. Is Evan Rachel Wood a them and if she is a them does that automatically make her band a them anyway thanks you guys are great um good form Bella Thorne bye um 
to answer your second question, is Rebel in a Basket, Evan Rachel Wood's band, a Who Are Them? That band is 100% a Who. I've never heard of that band. No one knows what that band is, I'm sure. And like you said, you went to this like camp where you thought you would know everyone and it's this Darren Chris thing. And you, major fan of this like scene, did not know what this band was. I gotta say though, that says a lot. If the band was called like Evan Rachel Wood Band, then I would be like, (laughs) oh, maybe this band. What's this band? I've never heard of this band. Is Evan Rachel Wood even in the band? And then I would find out, yes, she's in the band. Okay, maybe this band has a thing. But if you're not even going to call the band Evan Rachel Wood Band, then I, I don't know this band. Yeah. So the the band is two people. It's Evan Rachel Wood and her friend. His name is Zach Villa. Um, and what's really funny, I was looking at a couple stories about this band. They have a couple music videos. It's very glam pop 80s shit um very glam makeup heavy like is that what they sound like 80s shit yeah it's 80s it's 80s ish um but you know how they met her and this bandmate no they met while doing a john hughes cabaret Mm -hmm. so rebel rebel and a basket case is inspired by john hughes which must mean it's breakfast club Oh, it's the basket yeah, case. They're the inspired Rebel. by yeah. 80s pop and rock and yes. alt and David Bowie and shit like that. That's cool. And their aesthetic, like in terms of style, is also very 80s. So that's their thing. But to move on to your next question, I would say maybe Lindsay disagrees. I would say Evan Rachel Wood is a them. She's a them. I don't know. Evan Rachel Wood has been around for so long. And especially now with Westworld in the picture. And she's, she's done about. controversial things. She dated Marilyn Manson for a while. Remember that? She like oh God, yeah. definitely does things. Westworld is just premiered. It's huge. It's going to be big, I think. And she's, it's a, gonna be big. she's a star. So like, I don't know. I think that she definitely has earned her them dumb. And she has been acting consistently since she was like a young teen. And she's Number always 13. good. Yeah, she's always good. She's always good. Remember, um, God, the the Kate Winslet one, Mildred Pierce, where she's of the course. like shitty daughter. She was fantastic in that, and so was, and she's like, yeah, mom, like I fucked your boyfriend. Like <laughs> that is one of the best. Fuck off. That's such an no. I don't think anyone cared enough about that as like I did the Mildred, Mildred Pierce, Pierce remake. Uh, like guys, homework assignment. If you <laughs> have not seen the. What is it? Five hours? Six it's hours? so long. HBO miniseries? It's so slow. This, this, it's the remake of the movie version of the book Mildred Pierce. Which is like, and could, could not be a more depressing tale. <laughs> it's about like a woman starting a business and then failing. And then like all of her. Business. And then like her entire family hates her and like betrays her. Like it's about a woman who is like. <laughs> does nothing but hustle for her entire life. (laughs) And instead of, instead of respecting her for the hustle, everyone in her family's like, ugh, what a dumbass. Ugh, I hate her. Ugh. So fucked up. And then in the final, like, third, maybe not even that, the final quarter, she finally starts, like, finding some sort of personal happiness. And then her daughter's like, guess what, mom? Like, fuck you. (laughs) So it's about a relationship between a mother and her daughter and the mother um grows to hate her daughter who grows up into evan rachel wood is like fantastic and she does a great job at this like character that is truly like atrocious (laughs) 
Oh, awful. Awful. But it's good. I don't know. The only other good remake, that was HBO, right? They did that? Yes. I feel like that rivals the um, Grey Gardens remake as my favorite HBO old lady, young lady remake, which was Grey Gardens with Drew Barrymore (laughs) and and Jessica. Jessica Lange. Is so fucking good. (laughs) It's really good. Anyways. This is totally off topic now, but... Wow, we really went on a tangent. But those are good recommendations. They're great. Oh my god, you will not regret watching Mildred Pierce. It's great. <laughs> Call um, us at hour five and you're just like, why would you do this to me? <laughs> but she is 100% of them. Westworld is going to be huge. With enough money, I can get away from you. You. And your pie wagons and chickens and everything that smells of grease. I can get away from Glendale and it's dollar days, and furniture factories, and women that wear uniforms, and men that wear smocks. From every rotten, stinking thing that even reminds me of this place, or you. I see you. We can move on. Yeah, please. Next call. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. Um... I am Beth from Alabama, and I'm just wondering who Ben Foster is. All I can see in the Facebook trending sidebar, which is where the Who's live, is that he's engaged to Laura Prepon, who is also a Who, I think we've decided. Uh, Yeah, so let me know. Good form, Bella Thorne. Good form. What do you have to say about Ben Foster, Lindsay? This, like, just have, happened today. I just want to say, we have a couple calls about Ben Foster. So I there's a it. reason we're including him. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, we already talked about Laura Prepon. 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 <sighs> I don't care. So we already talked about her. We were like, she's basically one of the only thems of Orange is New Black. The other ones yes. were, you know, we went over this. Laverne Cox and a few others, whatever. So we we don't really need to get into her. But he's interesting. He's one of those, like, steadily working actors. Like, he has been acting forever. Wasn't he on, like, kids' shows and stuff? He was a child actor and, right? He was a young actor. Right. I don't know if I would go so far as saying child. I think he was on, like, Flash like Forward actor. or something. Flash. Fact check me oh. as I talk about him. Flash Forward. Yeah. Um Anyways, he has since done, like, very intense roles. Like, he played the neo-Nazi. Oh, he- he was on Flash yes, Forward, you're right. he was a kid. Yeah. And he is really good. He was a very Zach Morris type character. So he famously, let's not even talk about his acting. He famously recently broke up with Robin Wright, formerly Penn. Yes. They, they were, were together in, for four years. They were together for a, a long time after yes. she was dating Sean Penn, as you know, or married yes. to. They divorced. What a nightmare he is Uh she's fantastic she then starts dating ben foster and they're together and i thought they were like kind of like gonna make it yeah it seemed like they would and they were like both like they were like a very like sexy red carpet couple like every time they were on the red carpet you were like you were immediately drawn to them you know right and then they broke up what a few months a year ago now a while Um, ago they broke up at the end of 2015 so and it was kind of shocking it was shocking and then I guess quietly he had he had started dating Laura Prepon. Yes. And this recently just came up today because they're engaged, but no one really knew they were dating. But then like the bonus level of this, which I guess is not like bonus in a fun way, it's like bonus in a depressing way, is that as we all know, she's a Scientologist. 
And so you're mm-hmm. like, wait, is he a Scientologist? And then if you kind of Google that for a while, you'll find out that he was like 10 years ago because he was friends with like the Masterson brothers. Yes. And that's how he knew Laura back then. Was in, Way back then. Yeah, was dabbling in Scientology. And then when he was dating Robin, I guess like he further – he like – distance himself from scientology and yeah that's the rumor his friends were like we can't talk to you if you date this woman because that's what um that's kind of what the rumors are about nicole kidman even though she's denied that but that's kind of what it says so if you if you start hanging out with people who are not scientologists then you are sort of disowned by your previous like scientology family yes and they're told to you know cut ties with you and that's what the rumor is that happened with them so then when he broke up with robin wright he sort of um started mending those bonds and mending those relationships and in turn he's kind of back on the scientology beat allegedly it's very well documented if you watch anything about scientology or read anything that the scientologists call these people sps they're suppressive persons That's what I was, I couldn't remember the, yes. the term. SPs, they, yes. It's a term used to uh, describe antisocial personalities who don't uh, agree or aren't Scientologists, essentially, and, and are against you. So I guess in this situation, Robin Wright, formerly Penn, I want to say Penn because I'm so used to like her name being three, yeah. but it's not. Robin Wright was a SP, and so Ben Foster <laughs> like wasn't a Scientologist or something for a while, and then now he's like back in the game. It was dormant. It's funny imagining... Uh, your definition of SP was uh, antisocial and is against you. And I feel like if you went up to Robin Wright and said, are you antisocial and against me? She would be like, definitely. <laughs> Perfect description. She was, now called, get out of my she was called a face. suppressive person way before Scientology <laughs> even got involved. That was her nickname. Um, but if you Google, I mean, you want to go down a rabbit hole of real intense shit google ben foster scientologist and like you'll get these message boards about the history of his maybe scientology or his actual scientology and it's like extremely it's it's just crazy it's just a lot it's crazy it's crazy primarily because you sort of see how wide the web reaches in hollywood and like in particularly a very like specific part of hollywood how many um, sort of like buckets Scientology has its you know fingers in yes uh, it's all over the place and it's weird and then you start thinking like oh well it makes sense that they're a Scientologist like they kind of seem like one and then you start going crazy yeah I mean it's also just a very uh, I don't know I feel like now that Scientology in popular culture is very hated on like as it should mm-hmm. be because it's awful but now that we now people are getting more into finding out who's who and and if they mm-hmm. are or if they aren't and a lot like Jason Lee, famous Scientologist. I don't know if you remember him. Oh yeah, he recently he left. He left recently. That was a huge deal because his former his ex wife had written about them on Jezebel Gawker on Gawker about yeah uh, her kind of being brought in and semi brainwashed and then leaving and how traumatic it was. It's just it's like it's kind of this like crazy thing that essentially. Hollywood has a cult in it. Like, we never actually think about it, but ho- essentially it's a Hollywood cult. It's an old Hollywood cult, right? That is still sort of thriving. Oh, well, um, they have billions of dollars in real estate across the globe, and 
So they're not like wanting for money. That's the thing. It's like as long as they have money, they'll be doing stuff because they have influence on but whatever. In 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 summation, Lindsay is Ben Foster a who or a them? I would say that he is a them. Me too. I'd say he's probably the lowest level of them, but he's a them. And I think it's interesting because people are like talking about their relationship today and. I think as time goes on, that's that talk is going to be more or less like, oh, I'm so surprised that they're together and more like these two Scientologists are together because they're both Scientologists. Yes. And also you should uh, definitely see the movie Ben Foster is in right now, Hell or High Water, because it's one of the best movies I've seen all year. I've seen it twice. Wait, And what? we can move on. What is that movie? Hell or High Water? I've never even heard of it. It's the bank robbery movie. He's in with Chris Pine and Jeff Bridges, and it's so good, Lindsay. Oh, I, I saw it for the second it. time last week. Well, how are you seeing it twice when I haven't even seen it once? I never go to movies twice in theaters, and I saw it twice. Oh, it's in theaters now? It's in theaters now, yeah. Um, okay. Um, and now we can move on. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, so, who is Peyton List? And why are there two of them? And what's the difference? Thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> a perfect call. Um, Peyton List is an actress. Peyton List is an actress. As for why is there two of them, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea because I was talking about this with Lindsay when we were kind of prepping for this episode. I thought that, I guess, to be part of the Actors Guild, you literally cannot share a name with another actor like you have to add an initial or you have to add and change the spelling slightly but Peyton List the two Peyton Lists one of whom is on the show Frequency and the other one is on some Disney, Disney Channel show yeah. um they're both not just Peyton Lists they're both Peyton Lists who spell Peyton List the exact same way it's very confusing like when you google them my favorite thing is that you get both wikipedias next to each other and one is Peyton List born 1998 and then Peyton List, born 1986. Even Wikipedia is like, I don't even know how to like deal with this whole situation. And props to IndieWire, who has a wonderful write-up just called Peyton Listicle. Six ways to identify which Peyton List is which, as if you're ever dealing with both Peyton Lists. I mean, they're both like the most F-list celebrities ever. Yeah, and also the, the only thing that... Uh, the only... When their Venn diagrams overlap, the only thing that overlaps is their name because they're on completely different levels. I mean, they're totally different ages. One's a blonde and Mm -hmm. one's a brunette. They look nothing alike. And they're what they've done is totally opposite. I mean, one's a Disney star and then one was like fucking John Slattery and Mad Men, you know? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I guess that's 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 really it. I don't. Both of them are obviously who's. It's still too early to see sort of where their careers are going. I guess the older. The older Peyton List has done a lot and will probably continue acting and maybe Frequency will be a hit. Who knows? The movie was good that it's based on. I don't know. Oh, it's based on that movie Frequency? That movie with Dennis Quaid and yeah. uh, Jim Caviezel. Funny. Yeah, well, it's inspired by it. It's okay. inspired by um, it. Also, the younger Peyton List is in a YouTube Red exclusive movie um, called The Thinning and her co-star is that awful Vine star, Logan something. Logan... What's his last name? Oh, he's awful. Logan Paul. I don't know a, Logan Paul. I don't know a, don't know a Logan Vine star, no. We've definitely talked about him, Logan Paul, on this podcast. He's like that awful Vine star. Um, so well, they're all awful. 
Sure, but uh, so pa- the other Peyton List is in a movie co- uh, co-starring in a movie with the Vine Star. So that's really all you got to know. Oh, cool. Um, and now the last call. Hi, this is Tova, and I have a question about Daniel Sinjata, or maybe Sinjata if he is. Hispanic, I don't know. Um, you just did Piper Parable, so it's a good time to talk about him. He is, I think, on her new show, which I found out because, I don't know, they play it during, like, the previous for Bridget Jones' baby. Um, yeah, I think he's a 9-11 truther, so he would be really good to do. All right, thank you. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much for bringing this person to our attention. I had no idea the depth of evil that lay in this random actor who um you guys he's in the new piper parabo show that we talked about briefly but you've never seen and you will never see but you (laughs) will remember him as the fashion designer in devil wears prada what was that guy's name uh like james holt yeah that was his name I'm saying like james holt as though i don't know for certain (laughs) his name was james holt yes but he is most famously he's from this show Rescue Me, which was that Dennis Leary show about firefighters that everyone loved. Like your dad loved it. Ask your dad, he loved it. It was on forever. It was on for so many years. It was on forever. And he but the most interesting thing about him, which is also the most disgusting thing about him, is that he's a 9-11 truther, as you noticed. <sighs> and not only is he a 9-11 truther, he's like an extremely active 9-11 truther. Right. So it's not, it's not, we talked about Marion Cotillard as a 9-11 truther uh, a couple weeks ago. And it was like, oh, she made her comments and she since said they were taken out of context, which girl, that's wrong, but whatever. <laughs> it's not like she, it's not like when Marie, Marie Marion Cotillard is promoting a movie, she's like, oh, by the way, have we talked about 9-11? This guy no. does that. This guy does. <laughs> this guy this loves guy talking about how 9-11 is in uh, an inside job. the New York Times wearing a t-shirt over a compression shirt. I thought it was a sweatshirt, but Bobby corrected me, but it's irrelevant. And the t-shirt says, investigate 9-11. And the 11 are the two buildings with smoke coming out of them. Honestly. And he's and he's very smugly sitting in this like Ugh. theater, like looking at Ugh. the camera like, I know, I know the truth. You don't know the and truth. And the but reason I do. that he was even in the New York Times, it wasn't just because he was not they weren't just like, here's 9-11 truther, here you go, guy. <laughs> he they wrote him as a 9-11 truther into the show Rescue Me. So I didn't watch that show, but apparently it was a big deal. One of the plot lines was about his character convincing or trying to convince the other firefighters of like 9-11's plausibility or something and so Mm. literally in the article he quotes him he's quoted saying i was shocked that they added it to the show sunjata admitted when i saw the script i thought it was a practical joke which it should have been you of all people (laughs) (laughs) like should be like oh okay great i love it also there is just to just to make just to make it perfectly clear that this is something that this guy actually believes and it's not something that he has denied when asked about this he said that he quote absolutely 100% believes that the 911 attacks were planned by the United States government yeah um and now he's in the new Piper Parabo show. Great. Is he like a star in the show? Yes. Oh, God. Why are he's we- He's like the, one of the lead characters. Great. I hope they work it into the show. He's literally second build. He's like, Piper, 9-11 was done by the U.S. government. And then they have to, like, investigate it. Or I still don't know what that show's about. I'm just making this up. It is about- um, Like art fraud? No. No. It's Spies? sort of- It's sort of- 
um, it's sort of Nancy Gracie. What? So it's about how she's a Nancy Gracie character, and then he's a, um, he's a lawyer, or there. So it's like it's like the 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 battles between um TV lawyer people and TV legal pundits, and then like the real world lawyers. God, this is now like the third time we're talking about Piper Parabo's new show. <sighs> That's fine with me. Whatever. I'm not okay with it. I'm never watching this show. Um, it looks like this show isn't doing that well, so... Okay, fine. Maybe it'll be canceled. <laughs> um, and I think that's it for this week. You're not going to hear from anybody else because uh, my opinions, well, let's just say they're not popular. 9-11, inside job, plain and simple. All you got to do is connect the dots. And, uh, and I'm not talking about the dots everyone's already heard about. I'm not talking about... Bush sitting in that school reading a book about a goat to those kids for seven and a half minutes after he was told the nose. Everybody knows that. I am talking about a massive neoconservative government effort. It's been in the works for over 20 years. So with that, I think we are going to end it. We're going to end it. Um, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Also rate and review the Who Weekly sticker app on iTunes. Also... <laughs> pay $1.99 for it because you will not regret it. I don't think I think that the people are passionate enough to invest in the future and the future is the sticker app. Um, I really also think that iOS stickers are like the devil but I super like that we're on the cutting edge of trends. Yes, I believe the stickers are our future. Stick them well and let them lead the way. Oh god. Wow. Yeah, that was bad. Um, I liked it. Uh, so thank you for all of your love and support and mm-hmm. stay tuned for more things that you can buy from us. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You will say that. They want to know. Hey. Real. Hey. Real. Hey. How much of this same it? And I was like, I really like this movie. It was better than I thought. Wow, wow, wow. Age of Adeline, Blake Lively, hooray.